Hey everybody, this is Sounds Like Sam. Today I'm interviewing longtime Steelers superfan, member of the Steeler Nation, and my grandpa Chuck Fulton about how the Steelers have been doing, what he thinks about the team, if they will beat Baltimore November 1st, and much more. So with that said, let's welcome my co-host of the day. Hey grandpa, how's it going? Super duper. What can I do for you today? Well, we're going to talk about a little Steelers football, if that's okay with you. I love it. It's the only kind of football is Steelers football. I'm a member in good standing of the Steeler Nation. I, I would hope so. You know, let's just get on with uh, my first question. Does Big Ben look like he's back to his old self, and will this continue? I'll put it this way. He's back in the sense that he's healthy and he's successful. He's not back to his old self simply because he doesn't. he's not doing now what he used to do for success before. Mm-hmm. He used to be Big Ben in the in the backfield, holding the ball as long as he could so that he could throw bombs downfield to Antonio Brown. He do that anymore because if he does that, he's going to hurt his elbow again. Coaches don't want him to do that, and I as a fan don't want him to do that. Mm-hmm. What he's doing now uh, to make himself successful is he's throwing the short pass, and, and he's distributing the ball among four or five receivers, which he didn't used to do. He used to have favorite receivers. Now he doesn't have a particularly favorite receiver mm-hmm. and uh, that that's part of his success so he, he is definitely back and uh, if he continues to throw short th- that will continue what about uh De- what when Deontay Johnson's on the field he seems to get like at least 10 plus targets every game well he he, he does he, he's he, he probably has the most talent right now of those on the field but Juju Smith is a good receiver. He's he's going to get his his receptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington's going to get his, and of course the the the, the new factor uh, is is Claypool. Mm-hmm. And, and he's he, each game he's getting more and more attention. He did mm-hmm. not get much attention last week against the Titans simply because the Titans defensed against him because he he ran all over the Eagles the week before mm-hmm. and. Uh, what Ben did instead of going to to uh, Claypool, he went to everybody else, and and they succeeded. And again, they were short passes; they weren't bombs. His his only bomb was, was a real bomb. And towards the end of the game, he threw into the end zone into coverage, and guess what? They intercepted it. Came close to winning the they being the Titans, close to winning the game. So uh, maybe maybe he's he's learned something to st- stay short and keep mm-hmm. your uniform clean. Don't get hit. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Coach Chuck here would say he should have thrown for a 15-yard sideline pass and have the receiver run out of, out of bounds to stop the clock because they did not have any timeouts mm-hmm. and then go for a long field goal and uh, their kicker can kick a 50-yard field goal, which is about what it would have taken, but at, mm-hmm. least, at least that's better than getting intercepted. You know, bringing up the Titans game, do you think that this, was kind of, this game was kind of a wake-up call for them that like we need to do a better job in the second half of the game and on defensively or well it, it was a wake up call it, it, in the sense that they almost they almost blew it when you're mm-hmm. ahead by 24 to 7 at, at halftime in, in in the pros you want to be able to hold on to that lead mm-hmm. they they went into a shell or whatever and uh, the, the titans almost came back and, and killed them and they, they, they let the 
Henry Luce is the you know the, the, the running back for the Titans, and Henry was running all over him mm-hmm. in the second half. And uh, they they came they came really close. It it it's nice to win those games and and learn a lesson. And in in that sense, they did. You know, kind of talking about their defense. My second question has to do with Devin Bush, uh, done for the season, or at least the regular season. Who's taking his place at linebacker? And if they don't do a good job, do you see them trading for anybody? Well, the, right now, the person that's replacing is, is a guy by the name of Robert Spillane. He's on the team uh, primarily as a uh, uh, on special teams. Mm-hmm. He, he, uh, he, he likes to go down and, and blow out the, the guys running in the other direction. And he is excellent as, as a tackler. Mm-hmm. Uh, which these days, if you see the NFL, how many tackles do you see now where they, they do not wrap up, they, th- they throw their body in, into the player with, with the, the ball and assume that the contact is, is going to knock them over. Uh, Spillane doesn't do that. He, he goes and puts his head in front of the, the, the ball carrier and wraps up and tackles, brings the guy down with, with his legs attached. And, mm-hmm. and he, he has been out, an outstanding special teams player, uh, but he was also a, a backup middle linebacker. So when Bush went down, uh, Spillane came in to back him up. Um, and interestingly enough, Bush had, had the green dot. He was the guy with the coach on the sideline sending the defensive signals to. I assume when Bush went down that Williams would get the blue, the, the blue the, excuse me, the green dot factor, but he did not. Spillane has the, has the green dot, and so he's calling the, the plays and, and setting the defense, basically, which to me is a lot of pressure on somebody who, who hasn't been playing on the first team for that long. Yeah. But so far, he's he's done a good job. He does not have the sideline to sideline coverage expectations that you got from Bush, mm-hmm. uh, but he is a steady uh, ball player. Plus, I think that they're, the defense is covering for him as well. They they know right now he is definitely their weak link, and it's mm-hmm. not it's not that weak link. It's just that he's the weakest of the of the eleven, which mm-hmm. which in that in in that uh, defense isn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they're going to get anybody from, from any other team, mainly because if if you go and find any uh, another linebacker from another team, number one, that person has to be good. Mm-hmm. And if 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 that person's any good and the team wants to trade him, they're going to trade him for a draft choice probably. Mm-hmm. And Pittsburgh builds their teams with draft choices, and and they're not going to spend a high draft choice, which is probably what it would take, probably a third third round draft choice, mm-hmm. to get a, a decent linebacker. And why do that? Because the end of the season, that linebacker probably has a salary that they can't afford anyway because they're they're always close to the, the salary cap mm-hmm. so uh, i think they're going to go with spillane as far as they could plus they they also uh i like in, in the last game i think spillane had 60 percent of the defensive snaps and a, and another uh, rookie who who has much more upside but doesn't really have the experience yet is a, a guy by the name of Ulysses Gilbert. Spillane, they like him for the run, the expected run plays, 
but Ulysses Gilbert uh, replaces him in the other the other 40% of the time. And I think the combination is going to hold them well for the time being. Now, uh, if, will Baltimore try to take advantage of it? Sure, they'd be foolish if they didn't. But mm -hmm. uh, but but it's not that bad a situation. I do not think that there's anybody in the league that they want to trade for and have to pay the price uh, that, that they'd have to in order to bring that person in because mm -hmm. they, they don't want to give up a draft choice. They draft super well. They, they, they do not do well in the free agent market. And that's that's how they build their team. And and I uh, maybe at this point, I just mentioned to you, their, their draft class this past year uh, their, their first draft choice, they didn't have a frat, uh, first draft choice, but mm -hmm. they traded last year their first draft choice to get Minka Fitzpatrick, which mm -hmm. so becomes, he becomes their first round draft choice this year. That's mm -hmm. a pretty good uh, selection there. They drafted second, Chase Claypool. He's only going to get better. Uh, their number three choice uh, it was Alex is Alex Highsmith. To me, he's the, he's the linebacker that's going to replace um, Dupree. Oh, Dupree, yeah. Yep. Bud Dupree is pro. This is probably his last year with the Steelers. Not because they don't like him; they they like him a lot. But they they're, they said they're up against the cap, and they they can't afford to, to keep others that they have to keep. And and uh, and also be able to pay Bud Dupree, who's going to come at a premium. Alex Highsmith is is the heir apparent there, and he's getting some game time too. So he, he's in. Um, the next guy they picked up, I, I think he was a fourth or fifth round draft choice, was Kevin Dotson. He was like a, a, a division two, division three ball player, a, 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 a right guard, and and he has already started two games as a substitute. And again, it was a seamless insertion. He replaced, uh, you know, a good starting guard due to injuries, and uh, and the other team knew it. They they tried to go over him and couldn't do it. So uh, Dotson is is going to be a winner, and and he's going to be starting uh, in a in a year or two once somebody else leaves. Um, and then the, uh, probably the sleeper is is a, a running back for, out of Maryland, Anthony McFarland, mm -hmm. who, who is just getting a few carries so far. He's, he fumbled once, which is a no-no in Tomlin's offense. Yeah. Uh, but but he's 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 got the speed and the quickness. Uh, he's he's going to be a good running back down the, in the future. So there's five of their first seven mm -hmm. draft choices that are already getting a lot of game time now. And, uh, and and the seasons are they're only going to get better and they're going to play more. So again, they have to build by the draft. I hear this question a lot from people who, after I tell them like, oh, I'm a Steeler fan, they always ask me, how many years does Big Ben have left? What's your answer on that? If he's smart and they win it all this year, I would retire if I were he. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, he, he has he has a couple of rings already, mm -hmm. uh, and why kill yourself going on indefinitely? Uh, you know, Brady, I would say the same thing to him. Mm -hmm. uh, he doesn't need another ring any more than Ben does, mm -hmm. uh, but they, they keep playing. So to me, if he's smart and they win the whole thing, quit. If, if not, he, he, he I wouldn't like to see him go more than another year. I mean, it's just, uh, it, it's delaying the inevitable and he's not gonna really get better. He, mm -hmm. he's, he's at his peak, but he's not, he, 
the peak is there <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and the only, there's only one other way to go and that's down and uh, and then the, then then the Steelers will have to face the, the reality and find out you know who's going to be their starting quarterback from then mm -hmm. on and kind of on this note I've been hearing some trade talks that maybe Sam Darnold could be a good fit for the Steelers do you think maybe they should trade for Sam Darnold well it's a Darnold's a good quarterback. He he was good coming out of college. He, unfortunately, he he hasn't played for a, a good team. Mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, it, it, it would probably be what what do they have to give up to get him? Yeah. Uh, they they still like Mason Rudolph. Uh, I, I I think they're serious in the sense that they think Rudolph can be the replacement. Um, the jury's still out on that. To me, Rudolph. Could do the job. Uh, I don't know that he he's in in Ben's league yet. But they do like him, so that they, they, they probably don't feel compelled to to run out and give away the store in order to get a, a Darnold. Juju's days are, could be number two again, again because of the uh, the, the cap. They, they they're not going to have room for Juju, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and they're not going to have room for Dupree. And, that, and that's a shame, mm -hmm. but but again, uh, Juju can be replaced, <laughs> and and, and uh, I, I think it, that's probably why they got Claypool. One of the reasons why they got Claypool. Mm -hmm. That was exactly my thought too. I, when they drafted him, I was like, you know, this guy is probably going to be Juju's replacement. Juju's good for. I mean, he's good in the clubhouse, and and you. Mm -hmm. you, you Unfortunately, these days there's so many prima donnas that play on these teams. Uh, they're good on the field, but once they get in the clubhouse, they're just nothing but uh, negativity. But you, yeah. he's he's a good guy all the way around, and uh, it would be it'd be a shame to lose him. But uh, again, that's that's the way the game's being played this, these days. I uh, yeah, I agree. Now for my third formal question: uh, Who has been the most impressive player for the Steelers so far on offense? And then on defense. Well, obviously, when you're seven and zero, that means your quarterback's doing some something right. So the obvious pick would be Ben. Mm -hmm. uh, but let, let me go beyond that because if everybody would pick Ben. Mm -hmm. I would I would say Morris Pouncey, and and you say why? Uh, the guy is fantastic. He's he's. They're all pro center, and and what he does that no other center can do. That a couple of them have tried it. He's he's the only center in the league who can actually pull and lead a, an in, an end sweep. I mean, he 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 pulls like a pulling guard, and you you don't find centers who can do that. I mean, it's it's just a, a an uncanny skill, and, and it's probably a lot of the reason why he's an all-pro center. Nobody else can do that. And if, if you have an extra blocker going in front of your uh, James Conner, that uh, Conner loves it and, and the Steelers love it because the, an extra blocker, <laughs> there's more opportunity for Conner to get, get find a hole and get through it. Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, Pouncey was injured mo much of last year and they, they missed him even even though they didn't have Ben last year, they missed him almost almost as much as Ben because he's he's the key to the success of their offensive line, and he's he's playing. I I enjoy a, at least a couple of plays just watching him play. 
and and, uh, and he, he's a, he's the key to their success for a running game. Nice, nice. Okay. I like that answer. D- defense, um, you know, the offense, uh, the defensive line is, has been fantastic. Uh, uh, Hayward and Tuitt are, are great, and and Watt and and Dupree coming in from from the linebacker slot, but uh, it, it, to me the. The key to their defense is Minka Fitzpatrick. As soon as they got him from the Dolphins last year, they became a defensive force as a team. And he, and he, he this year he doesn't get the stats that he got last year, mainly because the other teams aren't throwing to him. They're they're, they're keeping away from him, and and the, the rest of the, the team has to go to work. Um, but Minka Fitzpatrick. It makes their defensive backfield uh, successful. So I, w- I would pick him as, as the deep defensive star be- because they're a different team with him back there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but they, they, there's, they just have a lot of really good players on defense. It, the, to me, the defense outshines their offense. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's because of guys like, uh, uh, well, Hayward and, and uh, to it and what but but Minka they were all here before Minka once yeah. Minka came they, they went up a level or two as a defense so I'm, I'm picking a, the star of the defense is Minka Fitzpatrick yeah I'd have to agree with that it seems like every time uh the offense throws near Minka he makes a play you know my next question has to do with the wide receivers it, it was is Juju in your eyes no longer the go-to Steelers wide receiver and if you could rank uh, the wide receivers, uh, like one through four. He's probably not the go-to, but that doesn't mean Ben won't throw to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, Johnson right now is coming into his own, and and I'd put him number one if, if I had to rate him. Juju, I'd put right behind him. Mm-hmm. And, and, and a guy that's coming on is, is Washington. Uh, mm-hmm. Washington doesn't have the stats yet, but Washington was the reason why uh, uh, oh, the Mason Rudolph was a, was an, uh, an All-American at Oklahoma State because mm-hmm. guess who he was throwing to? He was throwing to Washington. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the Rudolph to, to Washington combination was wonderful for the uh, for Oklahoma State mm-hmm. and, and he, he, he is a good, good receiver. And, and he, he he's was slow picking up the speed uh, with the Steelers, but uh, he he is he is a force to be reckoned with. And I put Claypool right now as number four, mainly because he he's he doesn't get as many reps yet as as, as a couple of the other ones, uh, but he, he will he will surpass a couple of them in, in, in a while, probably by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But that, those are four good wide receiver not great yet but but there are four good ones and and that's one of the reasons why why ben is successful and again he's not throwing them bombs he's throwing them those those 10 yard passes mm-hmm. and uh he can do that and 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 they and they all can run obviously mm-hmm. yeah definitely i i'd i'd agree and say that they're they're not like great yet but they are very decent and they have a they have a really good like depth at all they're receiving yeah options plus they have like uh the new tight end eric ebron eric ebron he's a stud like he he was making some really good catches just having that option as well like i think that their offense and that's kind of what they needed to do to 
to have a, a replacement for Brown was just get more receivers out there that could do a decent job. So, yeah, and and it makes the defense uh, wonder who well who are we going to cover because mm-hmm. all all of them at some point could use double coverage, but you keep, they don't have that many defensive backs in the defense. Uh, so, but I, I totally agree with your Ebron statement. Mm-hmm. He gives he gives them um, some real offensive skills that mm-hmm. they have not had uh, for, for quite a while. And and something else, he's learning how to, to block, which he mm-hmm. didn't do for when when he was with Indianapolis. And with Indianapolis, he was strictly a, a, a receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with the Steelers, if if you want to play. Regardless of the position, if you want to play, you better block. And, mm-hmm. and he's learning how to block. James Conner's been on a really good tear recently. Do you think James Conner could have a, over 100 yards against this uh, pretty stout Ravens defense? I don't think he can. Or I, he can, but I don't think he will. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not just because of the Ravens defense, although mm-hmm. that's a big factor. James Conner is a good running back. But if, in order for him to get 100 yards and for most running backs to get 100 yards, you, you've got to carry the ball 20 times. Mm-hmm. And if, if James Conner carries the ball 20 times, chances are he's going to get hurt. I mean, he mm-hmm. hasn't finished a season yet, and that's the difference between him and being a real, real stud. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can't stay healthy. He's, he's a talented back. Uh, but if he runs for 100, that means he, they, they probably gave him the ball more than they wanted to. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not good. That, and that's, that's why you see uh, the, the McFarlands in there. And who's the fellow from? Um, Snell. Snell from, from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. That, that's why you see them spelling him because it, they need to. They, mm-hmm. they, they've got to keep Connor healthy. For this upcoming matchup uh, against the Ravens, do you think the Steelers will beat them? Do you think you uh, you see them sweeping them this season? I hope they beat them, but I, I think the fact that I think right now the, the, the odds are minus three for the Ravens, mm. and, and I think that's fair. It's a home game for the Ravens, even though I don't know that how many fans they'll have in the stands, but uh, I think minus three for the Ravens is probably a fair uh, analysis is the way the, the game should go. The Steelers have to play almost a perfect game against the Ravens because the Ravens don't have any weak spots. They're, they're every bit as good as the Steelers. The key is who's the quarterback for uh, Jackson Lamar? Jackson is to keep him throwing the ball. If, if, if they're running the ball, they're, they're going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the Steelers will be able uh will be able to contain them or do you think they'll put like a spy on him or something well that yeah but if, if they can make him throw that's that's what they want to do because that's that's the weakest thing he can do they they, they have a great running game they, they, they and he he obviously can run mm-hmm. but you know, when he has to throw uh, that's that's where they're potentially vulnerable so, well, you know one thing the Steelers are doing this year and, and again it's, it's because we, we don't have the same old uh, uh, Ben mm-hmm. and that's the fact that they're they are much more of a, a ball control uh, team uh, right now they need the NFL in in time of possession mm-hmm. they, they're averaging around 34 minutes a game possessing the ball 
which means the other guys can only have the ball 26 minutes. Mm -hmm. An eight-minute spread in the NFL is huge. And the reason they're, they're possessing the ball more time-wise is because Ben isn't throwing those bombs. He's throwing those shorts as seven, eight, nine-yard passes mm -hmm. and, and, and is able to connect with them. And that's, you know, a, an eight-yard pass is as good as an eight-yard run. Mm -hmm. And, and they, they're, they're keeping the ball, which and, and then they're third in the NFL in, in third down success. They, mm -hmm. they right now their their average is around 51 percent of success on third downs. Well, if if you have the ball, that means the other team can't score, and and so if if, if they if they do this short game instead of going for the for the for the long 40 or 50 yard play if they mm -hmm. just go for the five five to ten yard plays and, and possess the ball that means the Ravens can't score mm -hmm. and and so that's that's a secret for their success and and also why their defense looks good their, their defense doesn't have to be on the field so long so mm -hmm. that, that's a good game plan in fact for anybody <laughs> definitely yeah I agree my last question was, what do you think the regular season record will be? And do you think they're capable of winning the Super Bowl this year? Uh, well, let me answer the second one first. They're, they're definitely capable. And again, mm -hmm. it, you know, pending injuries. And, and, and then if there, if there are injuries, to whom are they, who's, who's being injured? If it's, if it's Roethlisberger, we'll wait till next year. Yeah. Uh, so so th th that's important. I realistically 12 and 4 mm -hmm. uh, which means they'd get into the playoffs and and probably get a first round bye mm -hmm. I, I think i think if they did that they would be ecstatic that but that you know that means that their second half of the season would be roughly a 500 mm -hmm. but um, okay maybe that's okay too 12 and 4 wouldn't be bad. Oh, most, no. Most, most teams wouldn't, wouldn't, if they knew at the beginning of the season they could go 12 and 4, they'd, they'd be smiling all the way to the locker room. You know, that was my last question. Do you have anything else you want to add? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, I, just a little tidbit. Uh, we were talking about um, Lane, the guy that repla is replacing uh, uh, Bush. Mm -hmm. His number is 41, which you don't see 41 as a linebacker uh, number very often. And the reason his number is 41 is that his grandfather uh, was number 41 for the Steelers, a fellow by the name of Johnny Latner. Oh. And, and you, you probably don't know him, but Johnny Latner played for, for Notre Dame in his college days and was oh. a Heisman Award winner for, for for Notre Dame, and guess what? He was drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, and, nice! And he, and he wore 41 for Notre Dame, and he wore 41 for the Steelers. And now his grandson Spillane is wearing 41 for the Steelers. Uh, that, to me, that's that's really neat. To, oh, definitely. To, to, it's in the family, and that's why he's 41 and and isn't 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 a running back or something. Uh, that's cool. You know, I was really great talking to Steelers. I hope you enjoyed talking with me about it. I, I did indeed, and and I'd love to come back and tell you how how the Steelers beat Baltimore. Definitely, definitely. That sounds great. Thanks again for listening, everyone. If you have any questions or comments about this topic, feel free to contact me on my Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram account, at Bullseye Fantasy. 
Also, don't forget to subscribe to my blog. The link is in the Twitter bio. And to rate and share this podcast. Again, those accounts you should follow are Apples at Fantasy for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Peace.